on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. Much needed bounce back on track for the time being. It's a 5-1 win for the Brew Crew over the Reds. Great pitching. I mean, a one-hitter. Just as good at times as a no-hitter. But nonetheless, Adrian Hauser, six strong innings. The only hit he allowed was a little blooper, a little flare, 68 miles an hour off the bat jam shot. That was two inches beyond Rowdy Teles's glove. And because the guy's fast, he ends up on second. Then he gets third on a stolen base. And then a sack fly drives him in. I mean, this was a great, great shutout-worthy performance from Adrian Hauser today. He got the ground ball going, and things really worked out in the Brewers' favor, despite, for a long time in this game, I mean, through six innings, it was like, oh my goodness, are they really going to do this to their bullpen again? A one-run game for the final three innings after their starter was dominant? But the add-on runs arrived late. A Christian Yelich RBI single in the seventh, and then the two-run shot from Andrew McCutcheon in the eighth supported Willie Adamas, number 27 earlier in the game. Two batters into the game. The Brewers had a 2-0 lead. Much better performance tonight for the Brew Crew as opposed to Friday night. And I hope we have some happier callers and texters as well. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage talking text line. One more time. 855-616-1620. You can call in. You can text in. You can tweet me as well at Dom underscore Catronio. Let's talk about some optimism. Let's talk about a good win. Let's talk about Brandon Woodruff going tomorrow. Let's get the uh, historical figures out of the way here first and foremost. The line for Adrian Hauser. He goes six innings, allows one hit, one run it was earned, two walks, zero strikeouts. Yep, you heard me right. Zero strikeouts. The last time a Brewers starter went at least six innings with no strikeouts and earned the win was actually pretty recently. 2019, Zach Davies, he has the last two such starts for the Brewers in their history. But let's let's dive a little deeper than that. Six innings pitched, one hit, no strikeouts, and the win? It's only the third time ever in Brewers history a pitcher has a line similar to that. At least six innings pitched, one or fewer hits allowed, and zero strikeouts while earning the win. Adrian Hauser, the first time since 1978. How crazy is that? Larry Sorensen, the last to do it on October 1st, 1978, at the Coliseum against the Oakland A's in front of 2,742 people at the Coliseum. Uh, In case you're wondering, in that lineup for the Brewers, uh, Paul Molitor led off. Uh, Coop was one for two with a walk, just looking around here. Uh, Gorman Thomas had a double. He also had a homer. So a 9 nothing Brewers win in that one back in 1978. And Bill Parsons in 1973 against the Baltimore Orioles on April 13th at County Stadium. So those are the only other guys to have six or more innings pitched, one or fewer hits, zero strikeouts, and earn the win. It's a pretty rare company there for Adrian Hauser. Elsewhere, another uh, note for this one. The Brewers get a one-hitter, combined one-hitter. Second time they've done that this season. I had absolutely no recollection of the first one, to be completely honest. April 27th in Pittsburgh. 
Aaron Ashby started it. Then the bullpen was Trevor Gott, Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader in a 3-1 win for the Brewers. So the second one-hitter of the season for the Brew Crew, and it's the 21st time in team history they have done so. A couple more uh, texts coming in here. Big win tonight. Loved seeing a home run from Adamas. We need those. That's 27 now for him, by the way, for Willie. We won't talk about it, but the Brewers did go cold for about six innings. No, we will talk about it. Don't worry. But Yelich was clutch, giving an extra run. The add-on runs have always been a thing that the Brewers have had trouble gaining those all season long and giving that breathing room to the pitching staff to allow them to sit down Devin Williams and bring in Brad Boxberger in a game like this for the Brewers to win 5-1. to one. Doug chiming in. Let's have more Batman theme nights. I mean, why not? You got the win. Could be the winning formula. Now three out of four, the Brewer way. Good pitching and home runs. Need Hauser more than ever now. Need more than just Burns and Woodruff. He is now the third starter. You're absolutely right, Doug. We'll get into some of that with the pitching death because there was news made today. Eric Lauer is being placed on the 15-day IL. Trevor Kelly was recalled a reliever, mind you. The off days coming up make it a little easier to add in the bullpen. So we'll break all of that down. Look ahead to what's expected out of the starters coming soon. Uh, we have calls coming in. We have texts coming in. We have tweets coming in. And we have Vinny Rotino coming in as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings again. 855-616-1620. One more time. 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to participate in the show, we'll be with you for about an hour tonight until 1030. Now, we'll take a quick breather, have Vinny Rutino join us here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Three on the left field side, the pitch. Line to left, center, and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Willie Adamas. And just like that, the Brewers have a 2-0 lead following a walk. And a home run by Adamas, his 27th of the year. 27 for number 27. The Brewers win 5-1 to one tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm Dominic Catronio. If you want to participate, give us a ring, give us a text. And Vinny Rotino is joining us here on the show today. Vinny, when was the last time you saw a starting pitcher get a win and have zero strikeouts in the game. I mean, have you ever played in a game like that? Have you ever seen it? I mean, it's, in today's game, especially rare to see a, an, an impressive performance like that from Adrian Hauser tonight. Absolutely incredible performance by him. But to answer your question, I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, especially in today's day and age where everything is, you know, strikeouts are king and, and pitchability and pitching to contact isn't, isn't really in vogue at all anymore. And it's all about the swing and miss and the strikeouts. I thought Adrian Hauser was absolutely outstanding tonight. I mean, especially I talked about this on the show after the game. I said, look, this guy, what a great job. He comes back from the IL. He throws two and a third innings against the LA Dodgers, throws 80 pitches, gives up five runs, gets demoted to the bullpen. Then he makes an emergency spot start when Freddie Peralta couldn't go against Colorado, pitches beautifully there, and then does this. And all of a sudden, he's pitching like a legitimate mid-rotation guy on a playoff contending team, and that's what he is. So now there is hope again, right? We go back and forth between hope, no hope. You got Burns, you got Woodruff, and then you got this version of Adrian Hauser. So maybe there's an inkling of hope yet for the Brewers to make to the to that wild card, Dom. I mean, quite frankly, it's 2021 Adrian Hauser with the way – 
he finished last season, he was so strong in that regard. I mean, I remember the shutout he had against the Cardinals last season. It's still the last complete game shutout for the Brewers. Uh, they have not had one this season by a single starter. But for Hauser to continue, like you said, through the turmoil, and he's still getting healthy. I mean, he hasn't thrown many innings, period, since coming back from his flexor strain, which they had to rush him back from from poor performances in AAA. They didn't feel he was quite ready. They wanted to give him one more. Then he was thrust up here to the big leagues because of injuries. And now he's thrust into another role because of injuries with Lauer on the shelf for two weeks. We're also going to have Freddie Peralta on the shelf for two weeks. And for my money, I think Freddie Peralta is done for the season. There's no sense in pushing him in. So you go down the list. Obviously, Burns and Woodruff have been carrying this team. But with Lauer being one of those main second fiddles out for the next two weeks, Hauser's going to have to make two more starts that really step up to the plate. How, how can this lift a pitching staff from a guy that giving contributions that, quite frankly, you didn't know at all what you were going to get. Yeah, most teams don't have two of you know of guys that can pitch at the top of the rotation and, and give really good outings you know consistently. The Brewers have two Cy Young award winning type guys in Burns and Woodruff, and then they have Hauser. Now, if Hauser continues to pitch like this, yes, it gives a lift to that team. We talked about the mojo and how they were missing those winning feelings last night after that loss, that ugly 8-2 to loss to the Reds. And then this happens, it does lift your team. Just because, again, it gives you that hope. It gives you that feeling like, okay, every fifth day, Hauser is now going to take the ball. And he only threw 82 pitches in this outing. I mean, again, like you, you nailed it, Tom. It, he's, go, he's continuing just to get back from injury. Now he'll go a little bit longer next time out. I think he has confidence now that he can pitch the contact and use that sinker. 49 sinkers out of 82 pitches tonight. I mean, when he has confidence in that pitch, he can get any any lineup out um, any day of the week. And, and he was really just a sinker slider guy tonight. Yeah. And one hit allowed, and even the hit was a stoinker. I mean, it was nothing. It was really very little hard contact against him. Enough ground balls lower than usual for him, but that's been a, a season-long trend for Adrian Hauser. Uh, a text kind of comes on the heels of what we're talking about. Is there any feeling nervous about the pitching moving forward? Well, we laid it out. There is reason to be concerned, given the injuries that you're going to be without Lauer. Ashby's just starting to throw off a mound again, but... I would doubt if they're going to throw him straight to the rotation and expect five five innings out of him, given how little is left in the season. But that's probably, ironically enough, as much as we talk about the hitting, and hitting is absolutely a massive problem right now for the Brewers, as it's been all season long. But all of a sudden now, the thing that you could rely on without question, the starting pitching, has a few holes popped into it. How, do, how can they adjust from this? Yeah, so with with Lauer going now on the IL, this does create a situation where now they have to look towards, you know, maybe a piggyback situ- situation between Aaron Ashby whenever he does come back and possibly a Brent Suter or a Luis Perdomo. Both Suter, people forget, Suter and Perdomo have well over 50 career starts under their belt. Um, so, I mean, these guys are capable of starting. Um, I, I personally, I've always loved Brent Suter as a starter. I mean, he's pitching well enough um, to, to go, you know, a two-time through the order guy, maybe give you five. He'd probably need to be built up to, towards that. But I, I do like the idea of extending Brent Suter. He really does give you a chance to win anytime he does take the mound. I trust him a little bit more in that role over, or, over a Perdomo. But like you said, Dom, it all depends on how these guys bounce back from injury, including, or most notably, Aaron, Aaron Ashby. So as you 
time out the days here. Again, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to participate here on Brewers Extra Innings. If you time out the days here, the Brewers have a really odd week next week with two off days, Monday and Thursday. And Corbin Burns is penciled to pitch on Tuesday in the first game in St. Louis, which means using the off day, if he goes on the fifth day, he could actually make two starts that week, one against the Cardinals and one against the Yankees. That could be something of potential. But as of now, Hauser's next start would come against the Yankees next Friday. But then you sit with Woodruff would likely go on Saturday against the Yankees. Then you decide, do you keep Burns on that fifth day on Sunday? And then Monday against the Mets will be the first day the Brewers have to figure out who the heck is going to pitch. Because of these off days, they have a little bit of time to ease Ashby in or to ease somebody else into this rotation. Yeah, so the other option that we're not thinking about, and they very well could be doing this right now, is they can actually trade with a team for a guy that's not on the 40-man roster, right? So they can trade some AAA starter that's absolutely dealing, probably looking at some names, if they're going down this route, probably looking at some names of guys that have a bunch of major league starts underneath their belt. And um, so that's probably what they're looking at. Um, the other thing that they're looking at is obviously that piggyback situation, maybe a suitor um, or, you know, just bring up a Brewers AAA guy. I mean, there's a number of guys that are pitching pretty well. I mean, again, it's it's just that one start that you're talking about against the Mets right there that they're going to have to make a call and then just kind of go from there. Um, you know, maybe a Caleb, uh, Caleb Boshley, uh, UW lacrosse grad, perhaps him. Who knows? I'll tell you one thing that I do know for a fact is they're uh, exploring all options. They're getting creative right now. Um, Love to be a fly on the wall in those conversations, but they're definitely trying to figure that out for sure. And we can't forget about Jason Alexander, too. He would be a candidate to start Monday or Tuesday against that that Mets series in two weeks, but they will need at least two starts from somebody that – isn't quite in the picture right now, whether it's Ashby getting activated off the IL, somebody getting called up, or a piggyback like you're talking about for those three games against the Mets and then the four games in Cincinnati before the final off day of the season, a little over two weeks' time on the 26th. So that's our pitching segment. Let's talk about the offense here just a little bit. Willie Adamas had a day. Andrew McCutcheon had a day. Yelich had a couple of hits, too. We'll dive into all of it, what we liked and what we didn't like, coming up here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. A one pitch to Yelich. Bouncing ball back up the middle into center field for a base hit. Yelich drives in Taylor with an RBI single. It's a three to one ball game. Playing Grindle on the call. That was a key add on run for the Brewers and Yelich. And a 5 1 victory tonight as Milwaukee has even the series with Cincinnati. Game three coming tomorrow at 110. Coverage will begin. At noon, right here with Brewers Warm-Up, with yours truly, I'm Dominic Catronio. Vinny Rotino is hanging with us a little bit to talk about the offense. Before we get there, though, Vinny, we did get some word from the clubhouse that Craig Council is optimistic that Eric Lauer will be able to be plugged in quickly after his IL stint. We are targeting a a start for Eric 11 or 12 days away, which would be the finale against the Mets in two Wednesdays. So keep that in mind. That's an option now the Brewers are openly exploring that they feel good enough that putting him on the I.L., get him his rest, and have him come back on track. Uh, for the offense, though, Willie Adamas, what, what, what else is there to say about this guy? The Brewers MVP again, 27 homers, 
Doesn't matter if it's 10 nothing in the Brewers' favor or they're down. He's going to play hard. He made some great defensive plays today. This I, I, I can't like figure out why every day I'm still impressed by him. It's because he's a special breed of player, and we're so lucky to watch him on every given night. Look, he's having a down year compared to what he had last year. Absolutely. But I, I'm totally in agreement with you, Dom, as far as the, what we're watching is actually special, despite having a down year. I mean, he's, what is it, a 740 OPS, something mm-hmm. like that? He's in around 220, 230. Not great numbers, but the 27 home runs, they're big hits. They're typically always a, a, a hit or a home run that puts the team above, you know, on top top in the lead in a game or or get some closer in a game um and then the the defense like you said he elevates his game and he elevates his defense when the team needs it most i mean this was a game it's a must win there they needed a bounce back victory after last night's ugly loss and he gave it to him i mean he put the team it is almost as if he decided like hey look i'm gonna play my best brand of baseball right now you guys just follow along and, and we'll win this one. And that's what it felt like, and that's what it feels like when you watch Willie Adamas play. And for him, 27 homers. He's now chasing down Robin Yount. I mean, if you're going to be mentioned in any sentence, Robin Yount in the Brewers, you're doing something really well. For the most homers in a season by a shortstop. 29 is the record by Yount in 1982, of course. Now Willie's got 27. He's got an outside shot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a heck of a finish. An outside shot at a 30-30 season as far as 30 doubles and 30 home runs, and no Brewer shortstop has ever had 30 home runs, this is exactly why they brought him here. Yes, the power is nice, but the defense is the cherry on top. I was making the comment in the TV booth a couple doors down, is Willie about to be a top three finalist in the gold glove? I don't know if he's going to win it, but he might be deserving of it at this point. In outs above average on plays to his right, he's top three in the league amongst shortstops. And we're talking about some really, really good defensive shortstops, some slick fielding, great range, sure-handed guys. I mean, he's right in that conversation for a gold glove. Absolutely. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. He's got that it factor. He wants the ball hit to him. Um, and going back to the home runs and the conversation that he's in with Robin Yount, I mean – they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Those two guys, Robin Yount and Willie Adamas, are cut from the same cloth in terms of their makeup and how they approach the game. Robin Yount played every single game. He's a hero of mine because he played every single game like it was his last, and he that was authentic as can be when you watch Robin Yount play. And we all know what I'm talking about. Everyone that's ever seen Robin Yount play loved watching play. That's the same thing we're watching with Willie Adamas. He, he plays hard. He, he, he leaves it all on the field. He wants to win. It's a special type of mindset that Willie Thomas brings, and I'm glad he's a Brewer. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Bring us in if you want to uh, have your thoughts about Willie, about the offense, about anything you want to talk about with the Brewers. Uh, Offensively, though, for a while, not to get negative now, I mean, it was once again the same script of, wait a minute, just a two-run homer, and you think you're going to coast on that? They went silent for six innings in the middle middle half of the game or so. Uh, then finally, Christian Yelich with some situational hitting, just get it in play, get it out of the infield, did just enough of that ball in the seventh inning to bring home another run, and then McCutcheon hit a ball that still hasn't come down. He really needed that uh, for a home run to dead center field. But once again, the home run ball continues to be all or nothing for the Brewers. You look at yesterday's game, Tyrone Taylor, the two-run homer, that was it. So in this series, they have six of their seven runs via home run. That is not going to last you for the rest of the season. They need to find ways 
to get more offense in other capacities? How can they go about doing that? So with this, this is a question. This is a season-long question that we continually talk about. But at the end of the day, what they need to end up doing is just they need to just fight in at-bats when in the middle of the game you get you let Chase Anderson kind of settle in, and he pitched well. I mean, he was 92-94 with the fastball, and he had a pretty good changeup work and um, was able to mix everything around all the different quadrants. But when you see that as a player – you're watching the in the dugout how this guy is starting to mow guys down, how he's starting to execute. You have to get him off their game in some way. Maybe drop down a bunt, maybe have a 10-12 pitch at bat, get a little bleeder. You know what? We did see that tonight from Tyrone Taylor. He got got the slider off the end of the bat, ended up falling in front of Jake Fraley, who misplayed that ball, triple, then Christian Yelich hit that ball up the middle. Need to see more of that for sure. But that's what you have to do. A little bit more consistent consistency with those type of Tyrone Taylor swings and those type of Tyrone Taylor at bats. I think Tyrone Taylor's been a pretty big piece in the last you know week or so from scoring for scoring runs for this team as well. Yeah, he really woke up in the Arizona series of getting going. You talked about it on the pregame show today about him being looser. You see a lot more fluidity in his swing, and you could see it. With the actual quantitative data last night, 108 miles an hour off the bat, that was his hardest home run hit of his career. You know, I mean, he's been in the big leagues for three years now, so that's not an anomaly, the fact that he has seen the ball better, and you don't generally hit balls harder in September. You're you're hurting at this time of year. That was huge from him. And and you think about, I think the Brewers also see that progression from him as well, that that improvement from him as well, because look, he started ahead of of Garrett Mitchell today, is a righty on the mound. With a righty on the mound, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, I think that they believe in him Uh, at this point. They're just, at this point in the season, you're putting the the lineup that you think gives you the best chance to win, and right now, Tyrone Taylor gives you that, just because of what we talked about, you know, on the pregame show, and then what you just said about how he's looser, he's more fluid. I see more bat speed. The ball's jumping off of his bat. He's going to be an important piece for this team going uh, down the stretch here. So the Brewers are seventy four and sixty six. They didn't get good news earlier today. Philadelphia beat Washington eight to five. Right now, the Dodgers are leading the Padres in San Diego five to two. But if you stayed up last night, you saw you can never count San Diego out of it. They have the most walk offs in baseball this year. So they walked off last night. The Brewers are hoping San Diego takes a step backward, and then they would be two and a half games back, essentially three and a half games back still, but there is marginally, marginally still time. 22 games to go. We can sit here and argue a record is what they need to do or this reach this number of wins. Reach the, what do you need to see from the Brewers to make them to make you believe that they can make the wild card in these final 22 games? Well, first and foremost, they have to show up against the teams that are really, really good. I mean, they've been playing pretty well against teams that are really good, so they, they'll have that test coming up. Cardinals, Yankees, Mets. I mean, those te- doesn't get bigger than that in terms of tests. So if they come out, obviously, it goes without saying, a win tomorrow is an absolute must. Yes. And then you get a day off, and then you got to at least split that two game series with St. Louis. And then I'm not even going to go further than that. Let's split the, let's win tomorrow and then split with St. Louis and then and then regroup and see what happens from there. I mean, 10 of the final 22 are going to be against the likes of the Cardinals, the Yankees and the Mets. That's a that's a heck of a story to be written. It's up to the Brewers if they want to decide to write it. Vinny Rotino, thanks as always for hopping in here and chatting some Brewers baseball with us. You'll be back with us again tomorrow and we can catch you on Bally Sports Wisconsin as well. For sure, thanks Tom. All right, Vinny Rotino. Always bringing the insight here on Brewers Extra Innings. 
We got your texts, your tweets, your calls coming up and highlights a little bit later here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers leading 3-1 to one tonight. Swing and a miss. And that takes care of Lopez. And Matt Bush strikes out the sign. Ho-hum, right? Bullpen right back on track. Nine up and nine down by the bullpen tonight. How about that performance? Brewers win 5-1. to one. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I wanted to talk about the bullpen here and talk about what the Brewers and what, what Craig Council may have seen there as the Brewers got some add-on runs. They got some breathing room. First and foremost, I saw some folks on Twitter asking, why is Brad Boxberger coming into the game so quickly? And in the way that he had to get up and move, because you know how it goes... If you have an opportunity to save your closer, Craig Council is going to opt to save the closer and go with a lesser leverage arm. I'm not saying a worse arm, just a lesser leverage arm. And they've been trying to find a landing spot for Brad Boxberger here in the second half. It's been kind of like three steps forward, two steps back, then another three steps forward, then maybe one step back, then maybe two steps back. It's been a weird second half for Brad Boxberger. And I wanted to kind of dive into the manager's mind here of for folks asking, well, why Boxberger? Why, I mean, Devin Williams has been getting hot. He's ready to go. Let, let's let's get him into the game. Yes, there's an off day coming on Monday. But at this point in the season, with the stress of the year, if you can give your man a day off, give him a day off. You don't know what could happen uh, in the game. Because for Devin, you want to save his arm because you may need him in the final stretch of games. Remember, the Brewers have their last off day on the 26th. And then they're going to play, I believe it's, 11 in a row to finish the season. So you almost definitely need Devin Williams at the end of the season. And if you can survive a day here and keep his arm fresh, that's certainly helpful. But when it comes to Brad Boxberger, you're like, well, why him? He hasn't pitched in forever. He pitched game two of the doubleheader on Thursday. And prior to that, he hadn't pitched since the Rockies on Monday. So he's only pitched now three times this week. And if the Brewers go according to plan tomorrow, and they don't need Brad Boxberger, Brandon Woodruff takes care of business tomorrow. Boxberger's not going to pitch tomorrow. He's not going to pitch on the off day. And then he wouldn't be able to pitch again until Tuesday, of course, against the Cardinals, which means if he didn't pitch today, he'll have gone a full five days between appearances. And you ask any reliever, rest is good, but too much rest can be too much of a good thing, meaning they lose feel of their pitches. And for Boxberger a change-up heavy guy, an off-speed heavy guy, it may matter more for him to stay sharp, to get that work in, to keep the arm oiled, if you will, to keep him fresh and to keep him sharp when the Brewers need him for that mop-up duty because we are still waiting on the return of Trevor Gott. TBD on when he could return to the team if he has to face live hitters, if they want to send him down to AAA before returning to the team. But you really don't have a mid-leverage, middle-innings righty available. Peter Strzelecki has been shouldering the load a lot this season, and he has performed well enough for a rookie that wasn't even in the big league camp in spring training. They would love to have an effective Boxberger and an effective Gott to complement Strzelecki for maybe a situational-type offering, and then Boxberger and Gott able to complete an inning with what they've got going on. So that's one of the reasons why Boxberger came in. Matt Bush, three up, three down, three strikeouts. That's the Matt Bush 
the Brewers are looking for and what they're excited about for another two seasons of Matt Bush, mind you. He's not a free agent until after 2024. you got plenty of time to watch him develop and maybe somebody that can be really, really important down the stretch for the Brewers even next season, depending on how things shake out. I want to get to the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line, 855-616-1620. We have Margie on the line from Waukesha. Margie, you are live on Brewers Extra Innings. All good, yeah. So I was at the game last night and tonight, and what a different team. Yesterday, the offense was awful, obviously, you know, pitching issues. But tonight was a totally different team. They were so enthusiastic. They were fighting for every catch. And then just the bats were on fire. They were just really enthusiastic. And and I just can't even imagine that it was even the same team the two nights. So uh, good job today. And I hope that they just keep it up. I, I hope that we can get into the postseason. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the call there, Margie. And with the energy in this team, we've talked about it when it's going bad, right? When it's negative and when there's no offense, that's contagious. But when there is some juice and when you are seeing good performances, that's just as contagious. And the Brewers kind of passed the bat a little bit there. Yelich had an RBI, Adamas a two-run homer, Kutch a two-run homer, Renfro had a double in this game, uh, Tyrone Taylor had the triple and some hustle as well. So I, I really liked what we saw from the offense tonight. we got plenty more to come here on Brewers Extra Innings. Right now, we're going to toss it to news, and we'll have manager Craig Council, and we'll also have highlights coming up in just a little bit. So more to come on Brewers Extra Innings. Right now, I toss it to Patrick Kane with the news update. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers get back on track. 5-1 to one, the final tonight over the Reds. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. We'll be with you for another uh, about 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so as we're going to get to your texts and to your tweets. If you want to join in, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, 855-616-1620. But for now, let's take a listen to Craig Council marveling at how well Adrian Hauser pitched tonight absolutely it was um you know to deliver, deliver six innings um and uh you know and give us a good shot to win and a start where you know we can get get some guys some rest in the bullpen who, who needed it um that's that's a big time performance and, and much needed he was looking so strong down the stretch last season and it just seemed like exactly what we saw last september just in complete control yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a little bit like the Colorado game. I just thought he got going again. I mean, obviously he started out better. Um, but, you know, the first day he just – command wasn't great. and, and But – you know, made made enough pitches to get through it, and then and then he got then he got it cooking again, um, and and was throwing the ball really really well. Um, you know, just just pounding the strike zone. That's that's the big thing with Adrian. Uh, make him make him put him play, and got some weak contact, and played played a nice defensive game and six strong innings. Was it good to see him just kind of build off of what you saw from those last couple innings Colorado too? That's important. Um, you know, we talk about like finding something there and being able to beat it. You know, last start and being able to carry it over. Um, that, that's all. That's a good feeling for sure for him. Um, and it's you know he's got two two in a row kind of now or last ten innings of, of pitching where he's throwing the ball really well. 
How much do you think he needed that confidence? You know, obviously the injury was a factor. Um, yeah, we, we all need that. We, I mean, I don't care who you are. Every, everybody needs confidence. Um, that's, it's, it, it helps, you know, it, it helps for sure. And so um, he's no different than, than any of us in that. Obviously, just such a strong start there. Two batters in, you get the lead, and that kind of lets Adrian settle in too, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we quick lead with 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 a big home run, and then you know they they kind of stuck it to us, and and uh, uh, yeah, Chase settled down and and pitched three pretty good innings right there after that. Um, but you know we we just pitched so well tonight. Clearly, the bullpen also did a great job. Three guys out of the bullpen, no hits, no no base runners. Um, so. Pitching was a story tonight for sure, and then the homer by Kutch late uh, just gave us some breathing room in the ninth. Yeah, how big is that? You know, late in the year when you're you know wanting to save innings, obviously, and Devin can then sit down after that. Home. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, you hope it helps you in a, in a game moving forward, and uh, you know we'll have a fresh. He'll be fresh tomorrow. Going to get a chance to ask you before the game about the uh, IL move with Lauer. What, what's the feeling there? Is it going to be? Yeah, the, the, so not, nothing happened, and, and the diagnosis hasn't changed. Um, really, it became, you know, we're, we're targeting a start for Eric. You know, whether we're going to target a start 11 or 12 days away from, you know, from the Colorado day or 15 days away. And in the end, um, just to protect the guys down there in the bullpen um you know we thought going with an extra arm down there was was better served than um and getting eric a couple extra days was was better served than kind of stringing this along and see how he's doing every day but but he's in a good spot he's feeling better he felt came in today and felt better um it is just more about the next, you know, eight or nine games that we know we weren't going to have Eric. Yeah, so then you feel good about just kind of being able to plug him in then once that's... Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the plan. I mean, we, yeah. we got steps to go through to get there, but that's the plan uh, that we'll, we'll plug him in when, you know, when that, that two-week stint is up, uh, a little, little less than two weeks at this point, and, um, and you know, hopefully he's, he's throwing... Um, Hope to have him be thrown by either tomorrow or Monday. Brewers get the win 5-1. to one. That's the thoughts from Craig Council here tonight. As the Brew crew, they got Brandon Woodruff going tomorrow, going for a series win. We're going to break that down and go through some highlights coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings right after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get and this time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Of course, Adrian Hauser takes the headlines and the pitching staff of a 5-1 victory tonight for the Brew Crew. But the offense got themselves off the deck in this one, too, and they did it very quickly in tonight's contest. Willie Adamas is trying to chase down Robin Yao for the most home runs hit by a Brewer's shortstop in a single season in franchise history. He got one step closer tonight. Three on the left field side, the pitch. Line to left, center, and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Willie Adamas. And just like that, the Brewers have a 2-0 lead following a walk and a home run by Adamas, his 27th of the year. 
Eight pitches into the contest, mind you. The Brewers have a 2-0 lead. That's the Hall of Famer Bob Euchre on the call. So Willie Adamas now has 27 home runs for the man who wears number 27, which puts him too shy of Robin Yount for tying the single-season home run record by a shortstop in Brewers history. So Willie rings the bell. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and donate in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Visit samilwaukee.org to donate today. Brewers out in front. They're feeling good. They got a little more offense a little later with uh, some aided by the Reds defense. The 1-1. This is pulled into left. Coming in and underneath the glove of Fraley. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. Taylor moving around second. He's headed for third. Here's the throw. It's going to be late. Fraley made the mistake of letting that one play him. Probably should have let that one drop. He tried to come in and make a nice diving catch. And it got under his glove. And now the Brewers with a big insurance run 90 feet away at third base. Tyrone Taylor's bleed made you think maybe he could go in the Parker, but nonetheless, a triple there in the seventh inning. And mind you, at this point in the game, it's only a one-run contest. Adrian Hauser is out of the game. Six strong innings in line for the win. And the Brewers want to keep it that way. The top of the order coming up with the infield drawn in. Christian Yelich at the plate. A one-pitch to Yelich. Bouncing ball back up the middle into center field for a base hit. Yelich drives in Taylor with an RBI single. It's a 3-1 ball game. And Tyrone was running on contact. Even if somebody knocked that ball down, he had a great break off the bat. He was going to score as a man on the mission. So the Brewers get the key insurance run they needed. They're up 3-1. In the top of the eighth inning, Matt Bush struck out the side. He was dominant against the Reds. Then all that momentum generating in the Brewers' dugout fed to Andrew McCutcheon in the box. Deals again. McCutcheon sends it to center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Andrew McCutcheon. He just hit his 16th of the year to dead center and well gone to add a couple of more. Second homer in the last four games now for Andrew McCutcheon. He's trying to get back on track to finish out the season strong. Then in the ninth, it was Brad Boxberg with a couple of pop-outs and a ground-out, and it finishes off a one-hitter, a perfect day from the bullpen, nine up and nine down, and Adrian Hauser earning the win in the Brewers. 5-1 win over Cincinnati. Plenty more to come here on Brewers Extra Innings as we wrap things up here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers looking for a series win tomorrow. They win tonight 5-1 after having one of their, quite frankly, toughest losses of the season on Friday night. They're back on track and Brandon Woodruff going tomorrow. Before we preview that game, does your workplace deserve to let loose and have a party thrown by WTMJ? Register your office on the contest page at WTMJ.com from September 12th until September 16th. Tell us why your team deserves to win, and we'll throw your office a party, including four dozen cream puffs from the Wisconsin State Fair. What more do you need? Go to WTMJ.com to register. Brandon Woodruff getting the ball tomorrow. 9-4 and four record. 
3.41 ERA against right-hander Justin Dunn. One and two, a 4.82 ERA. Justin has barely pitched this season due to injury. He was a big piece of the trade with the Mariners and Reds this past offseason. Not the one with Luis Castillo, of course, but with uh, the trade for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez going from Cincinnati to Seattle. And Justin Dunn was part of the return back for Cincinnati. This will only be his sixth start, excuse me, his seventh start of the season. He last pitched against the Cubs down at Wrigley last week. Four and two-thirds, four hits, three runs, four walks, only one strikeout. He also allowed two home runs. He's allowed at least one home run in all six of his starts this season. It will also be his fifth of seven starts on the road for the right-hander who was originally picked in the first round by the New York Mets back in the day and uh, then was traded as part of the Robinson Cano deal a few years ago to send him from New York to Seattle. Uh, but he's missed a lot of time in the last couple of years due to injury for the right-hander Justin Dunn out of Boston College. And Brandon Woodruff, man, what more is there to say about how good he has been down the stretch? He was dominant in Colorado. We all know how Tuesday's game ended up finishing for the Brewers in the bullpen blowing it. But Brandon Woodruff, almost perfect. Seven strong innings. Only allowed one run. It was on a home run, a Coors Field special. Two walks, five strikeouts. He gets to back and pitch at home. It'll be his first start at home since he had six shutout innings against the Cubs back on August 27th. In with that game, he had 10 strikeouts. Home cooking has been good for Brandon Woodruff this season, especially in the second half. This season at home, his uh, ERA is almost exactly half of what it is on the road. 2.22 at home versus uh, 4.33 on the road, 5-0 and at home, 52 and two-thirds innings, 69 strikeouts, and a whip under 8.5, so 0.835 for Woodruff's whip at home, going up against the Cincinnati Reds, and a right-handed heavy lineup should be very interesting of how they're going to try to attack Brandon Woodruff in this game. For uh, In case you're wondering, has he faced Cincinnati this season the answer to that is yes. He's made three. This will be his third start against them, and it hasn't really been great. All of his starts against Cincinnati came before his diagnosis of Raynaud's syndrome. So his first, uh, they were back-to-back starts, May third and May 9th. Allowed a total of eight earned runs, nine overall. He did strike out eighteen in just ten innings. So maybe more of the good vibes with the strikeouts coming for Brandon Woodruff tomorrow. Again, first pitch is scheduled for one ten. Our coverage will begin at noon. I'll be on with Brewers warm-up coming up tomorrow from noon, and we'll take you until the on-deck show at 12.35 before we get ready for the finale and finally end this stretch of 31 games in 31 days and the more immediate stretch of 18 games in 17 days. This is a team that is begging for an off day right now. Guys like Rowdy Telez, guys like Hunter Renfro, Colton Wong is now back in the lineup after dealing with a knee issue in Colorado, but there's a lot of guys that are just begging for an off day. The Brewers, their last off day before this long stretch of games that they're currently in was back on August 11th. It was a Thursday after sweeping the two games against Tampa Bay. Sorry, I beg your pardon. It was on August 25th was their last off day, but the August 11th was the start of this stretch of 31 games in 31 days. So the Brewers have held their own. It hasn't been pretty at times. They're just trying to string together a winning streak right now. 
They have not had a winning streak longer than four in the second half, and it came right out of the All-Star break with the two wins against Minnesota and the first two wins against Boston, trying to get things going in the right direction. They've had a three-game winning streak since then, but not much mojo going. They have now won four of their last seven, so trying to stay above 500 and get things going in the right direction as they chase the wild card spots. Entering today, they were three and a half back. The Phillies already won tonight. They won eight to five over Washington, so they didn't get any ground there. But the good news is the Dodgers are putting the hurt on the Padres. That game's in the bottom of the eighth in San Diego. The Dodge the Dodgers are leading eight to two. So if that result holds, the Brewers will move to two and a half games back in the standings, essentially three and a half games back in reality because we'll say it until we're blue in the face. The Brewers need to win the wild card outright. They cannot be tied with whoever they are tied with for the third wild card spot because they do not own the head-to-head tiebreaker on either Philly or San Diego. Keep that in mind. The Brewers have to win it outright with 22 games to go, but they still have two more games in hand over the Padres, meaning they have two more games to play than San Diego does, and we'll see if the pitching staff can stay healthy enough. A quick look around baseball as well. The headline coming out of Pittsburgh, St. Louis wins again 7-5, to but Albert Pujols has tied Alex Rodriguez for the fourth most home runs all time, 696 home runs now. He's on a mad dash, also with 22 games to go to try to reach 700, so his next home run will put him solo fourth all-time, which would likely be where he finishes his career. Of course, Barry Bonds leads the way, Henry Aaron second, Babe Ruth third, and now company Alex Rodriguez and the machine Albert Pujols. And mind you, four more games head-to-head with the Brewers and the Cardinals, including two more games here at American Family Field coming up at the end of the month, September 27th and 28th. Sure hope the Brewers aren't going to be the victim of the one to give up number 700. Keep that in mind as uh, you roll through your season. Shohei Otani pitched and hit against the Astros today, but was pulled early, awaiting word from the Angels clubhouse in that. The Angels actually won that game over the Astros 6-1. to Mike Trout hit a home run for the sixth straight day. Imagine if that dude was healthy the whole year and what the MVP race would look like right now. That's a quick look around the league as we wrap things up here on Brewers Extra Innings. Again, coverage beginning tomorrow at noon with Brewers Warm-Up. I'll be on with you as well for that. And we'll have Brewers Extra Innings after the contest as well. Look, the Brewers, they stepped up after what was a a tough day earlier with uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. They're trying to step up for the state of Wisconsin after a, a tough one for the Badgers against the Washington State Cougars over at Camp Randall for that loss earlier today. But the Brewers got the win. That's all that matters. And, of course, Packers play tomorrow. And we'll have Brewers extra innings right up the pack attack uh, for postgame tomorrow as well. So WTMJ is the spot to be for everything you need, Packers and Brewers tomorrow. We hope you can tune in and enjoy some of our programming for you. For Justin Pottinger back in our studios, I'm Dominic Catronio from American Family Field. The Brewers win 5-1. to one. Back on track. Plenty more play games to play. Until next time. Keep on swinging.